Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this latest episode of the Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something which is called Know Thyself and the importance of really knowing who you are, what your strengths are, what your talents are, what your preferences are, and frankly, what your non-strengths are as well, and how essential that is for really successful teamwork. So I got really inspired by this topic by getting to work with a fabulous client that I work with this week. This was actually a whole subject or part of the day, and we spent a lot of time doing different profiles and discussing it because this team wants to take their already really high-level teamwork and success and leadership to the next level. And I really appreciate when people invest in this topic. It is so easy to get focused on tasks and goals and what are we going to get to, and I call it the brute force method towards getting things done. But a much stronger and more powerful way to maximize those results is really by accessing the strengths and talents of the people on the team, including you. And so the fact that this team actually invested a good chunk of time and the resources to doing that, to my mind, was pretty exemplary. So I want to share some of the things that we talked about. One of the things I've been really crystal clear on for a long time is just how important it is for people to be self-aware. If you're self-aware, you know what you're going to do, you know what you're not going to do, you know how you respond in certain situations, you have access to knowing how you can get better at things, you kind of know the areas that are triggers for you that trip you up and that prevent your success. And you also know in interactions with people, again, the kind of people with whom you work well, the people with whom it's a little bit more challenging, the more self-aware you are, the easier it is to turn the dials and to make things better, to dial up what's working, to dial down what's not working. People without that perspective, or frankly, without knowing what the dials are, tend to just plunge through, sometimes wrecking havoc and sometimes making huge messes for themselves or other people because they're just assuming that everyone else is just like them and should do it their way. Well, we've learned through lots of different profiles and a ton of experience, often the hard way, that that actually isn't how things work out. So again, what I want to share with you are some of the tools and the dials that we use here at Strategic Coach to really expand on teamwork and make it sing, to really make it powerful. And I have to tell you, the teamwork at Coach is phenomenal. Is it perfect? Lord, no. I wish it was. But we're always working on it and we have the tools to make it better. So that's what I'm excited about sharing with you today. So on that theme of self-awareness, I have a personal rule that I want to share with you, and that is that I trust other people to the degree that I think they know themselves. And here's why that's important to me. If they don't know what they're going to do, guess what? Neither do I. And if they do know themselves, if they've thrown themselves against the wall, they see what sticks and what doesn't, then we have a basis of experience to talk about. When I first started working with Nicole, who is my support partner and my absolute fabulous teammate, one of the things that really impressed me about her was how well she knew herself. And that was actually one of my goals, because I'd worked with a lot of people who didn't know themselves that well, which frankly made a lot of the work up to me. I had to do a lot of the work to figure out who they were, because they had no idea. Nicole came in and said, this is the type of work I'm really great at. This is the type of person I like to work with. I'm best in a supportive role. This is what you can count on me for. This is not a good idea to count on me for. And I was like, fabulous. This is going to be awesome. You're the first person who's shown up and actually known who was sitting in her chair, which was really powerful. So I am a huge fan of self-awareness, and here's why. When you know yourself, and again, what your strengths and talents and preferences are, and what you really excel at, and frankly, what you don't excel at, it means that you end up with this really strong appreciation for your gifts, 
for your capabilities and you know what your value creation is. And once you have that, it can also make you very humble about everything that you're not great at, where you need support, where you need help. If you think you're fabulous at everything or you think you should be, it is very difficult to be in teamwork with you. There's no opening. There's no room. You're thinking you can do it all better yourself. So having teamwork with someone with that attitude is incredibly challenging. So let's get into what some of those dials and tools are, because we use a lot of them at Coach. I wouldn't say I'm a profile junkie, but I have done an awful lot of them, and I will tell you which ones I think are the best, so I want to filter through some of those for you. And one of the best models for this is one that's put out by Colby, K-O-L-B-E. We'll be talking about that more later on. And they have a model of the human mind, and this is based on early psychologist work, so this is not something they made up that there are, in fact, three parts to the human mind. There's the cognitive part. Cognitive are your skills, your learning abilities, your mental horsepower. This is your skills and your training. It's measured by things like IQ tests. So if you're familiar with that, that's what that is. The second part of the human mind that most of us are very familiar with, the psychological term is called affective. This is your personality. This is what you like to do, what you don't like to do, your morals, your values. It's all based on your feelings. So cognitive is about thinking, then affective is about feeling. Now, the part that I really appreciate that Colby has added to the mix is the word cognitive. And the word cognitive is not a new word. You will find it in the Thousand Most Rare Words Dictionary. And what it means is striving and volition. This is your will. And this is really all about doing. So you've got cognitive, which is thinking, affective, which is feeling, and cognitive, which is really how you're going to actually do something. So there are some great measurements, some great tools for every single one of these areas, and I want to share those with you. So there's some great tools and profiles where you can access the information about yourself and about other people and give you a common language. So here they are. In the cognitive realm, there are a lot of profiles. So if you've done IQ tests, that's great. I did one at a site a long time ago called iqtest.com. I think it's fairly valid, but there are other measurements too. You'll be familiar with this from grade point averages, SATs. All of those types of profiles are intelligence or cognitive profiles. The one that is used very prolifically and with a long, strong, solid history is Wonderlic. And that's spelled W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C. And this is something called the Wonderlic Cognitive Ability Test. A lot of people are familiar with it because it's the test that the NFL uses. So you may have heard about it from that context. And it's really kind of interesting because they have 50 questions that have to get answered in 12 minutes. So it's a timed test. And if someone scores a 10, that is not terribly intelligent. If someone scores a 20, that's approximately equivalent to 100 in IQ. So that's average. And obviously higher than that is a higher IQ. And that, again, has a ton of research and background behind it. That's a very well-validated indicator if that's what you're looking for. So that's one of the ones that we use for hiring. Now, one of the pieces of information I learned from a Wonderlic trainer and someone who's trained in the assessments is that someone who is an executive assistant, in terms of what's ideal for that position, is only one point less than an attorney. And knowing who I know and executive assistants, that is completely accurate. In fact, they may need one more (laughs) than an attorney. So please don't assume that certain positions require lower intelligence. In fact, sometimes they require quite a lot to make it a success. So that's something to keep into account. Now, the other realm we're going to talk about next is affective. In the affective realm, there are dozens and dozens of profiles. There's everything from the owl and the turtle profiles, which are kind of the fun ones you read about in magazines or online. 
Some of the other ones we tend to use in a business setting are things like social styles. You might be familiar with Myers-Briggs. That's one of my favorites. Another really interesting aspect of personality is whether or not you're introverted or extroverted. And Myers-Briggs is one of the, the very best tools I know for identifying whether or not you're introverted or extroverted. So extroverts get energy from other people, from being out in the world. That's really what gives them energy. Introverts, on the other hand, are people who get energy by going within. It has nothing to do with whether or not they like people, whether or not they're shy. It's completely not connected. But introverts are interesting. I actually am an introvert. No one believes me, but it's true. And so after I've been out and coaching clients and being with people, I need to go in. It's why I read so much. So books like Quiet by Susan Cain is a great book if you want to know more about that. The other book that I'm really enjoying right now is called Quiet Influence by Jennifer Conweiler. This is how introverts can really make a difference, which is great. So I'm learning a lot about how I can be even more successful. I mean, I'm out there a lot. I'm front stage a lot. But also, this is explaining me to me. And then I can explain myself better to other people. So there's some great resources out there to help educate you about this. Another one that we use, particularly at Strategic Coach, is called DISC. And DISC is really a model of human behavior. That term is out in the, in the domain. And it measures whether or not people are outgoing or reserved, fast-paced or even-paced. And then the other thing it measures is the degree to which people are task-focused or people-focused. So quickly, if you are outgoing and task-focused, you're D, direct, dominant, doer. This is kind of you. You want to get stuff done and have other people get stuff done. If you're outgoing and people-focused, you're I, influencing, inspiring. You're out front. You're on stage. You love applause. You really are into igniting other people with your energy and enthusiasm. If you are an S, you're what's called supportive, and that's reserved and people-focused. You want things to be steadfast, again, supportive. You really want to make sure that there isn't a whole lot of change. You're often known as being sweet. Yes, this applies to male as well as females, and it's really important. Now, too much of a bad thing means that you can be someone who can be talked into things. You can be a little bit of a doormat or a sucker is another word for that. And then finally, if you are reserved and task-focused, that's cautious, conscientious, Reserved and task focus is a C in that someone's conscientious, really careful, very meticulous about how they get things done. Again, very task focused to make sure that they fulfill their responsibilities. And we need a variety of all of these different types of talents. So DISC is a really interesting illustration of that. It matches to other profiles you may have done. So whichever one is your preference works really, really well. If you are interested in doing a DISC profile, the one that I'm certified through that I would recommend is called Personality Insights. And if you just Google that site, you'll definitely find it. And then you can do different levels of profiles for that. I enjoy it because I did it on myself, my family, including my children. I tend to do that with profiles I really like. So that's really kind of fun to see. Now, the last one is the cognitive. And this is the area that is least known and, frankly, least appreciated. And here's why I think it's so critical. You can have the intelligence to do something. You can want to do it. But sometimes you, frankly, just won't. And that's where Colby comes in because it tells you how your mental energy plays out. When you are striving, it is an incredibly accurate predictor of how you actually do something. So the four modes in Colby are fact finder, which is how you gather and share information. Follow through is how you arrange and design. Quick start is how you handle risks and uncertainty. An implementer, which has to do with using implements, by the way, not implementing projects, has to do with how you handle space and tangibles. So in any team, it's very useful to know where do you fall in terms of your own personal MO, your modus operandi, and where do other people fall? 
if you're a super fact person, you probably would naturally want to be with other fact finders. And if you're a quick start, then you probably really enjoy the company of other quick starts. But guess what? You need a compliment. You need someone who will fill in all the areas that you won't naturally cover. Because if you have to do them, you have to work really, really hard. It takes a lot of mental energy. You'll be exhausted. So I love that tool particularly because it really helps to direct energy, put people in the right position where they can win, where they can thrive. I coach a lot on Colby. I coach a fair bit on DISC. And they are just such useful tools to give people an awareness of like, oh, this is why I do what I do. <laughs> this is how I do what I do. And having a common language. So it's if I'm looking at my team, I know what every single one of their Colby's are. We have a very large in-depth knowledge of Colby. Most of us are Colby certified. So we have a huge advantage in that. And we Colby every single one of our clients. Everyone who's thinking about working at Coach has a Colby profile done before we hire them. We do DISC once we hire them as well. StrengthsFinder is another affective tool we're very, very fond of. We love knowing what people's strengths are, so we recommend that our clients do it, and we do it for every single one of our team members. So we really invest heavily in knowing how people can play to their strengths. What are their unique abilities? How can we make best use of their talents? And we help people know themselves so that we can know them better and know how to support them and know how to be in really great teamwork with them. Because I really think that unless someone knows themselves, they cannot really be truly confident in who they are. Even if they are confident in who they are, they may not know how to talk about it. And it's very difficult then to appreciate what other people bring to the table. And on that note, I want to share a great comment of one of our clients who, after he did the Colby profile, he said, you know, before I knew about Colby, I thought everyone was just like me, only not as good. <laughs> and that could apply to every single one of these profiles, which I think is highly entertaining. The last reason I want to share with you why I think it's worthwhile in making the investment, and it's not horribly expensive, by the way, this is some of the best money you can invest in yourself, is because when you are really clear on what you're best at and you have a way to talk about it and very humble about everything else, and by the way, it's very easy to talk about everything you're not good at when you know what you are good at. I am very clear where my capabilities lie, and I'm pretty honest about what I'm not. I'm like, you know what? I'm terrible at this. I need your help. So people know how to contribute. It gives them permission. It gives them confidence to really know how to support me. I'm easy to support. Why? Because I'm an open book. My ego is not involved. My identity is not involved. I'm like, help I'll say, can I borrow your brain? I love your teamwork on this. And it's fascinating because I get to do more at the things that I am naturally and instinctively good at. I get to explore what my passions are. I get to do a lot of that. And I'm freed up and leveraged and supported by people who do everything I'm not. I'm not good at. I'm not passionate about. That makes for, frankly, a very happy life. It also makes for a very productive one. So I really want to encourage everyone listening, if you're the owner, if you're a leader, if you're the team member, it doesn't matter. The more you know yourself, the more articulate and cognizant you'll be of your own strengths and talents, and the more aware and appreciative you'll be of other people's. That is a huge factor in team success. Thank you very much for listening. Please, if you have any feedback or input, email us at questions at and as always, here's to your team success.